If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope no one knows this but she was on vacation we didn't miss a beat because we space it out but she's back miss sarah farasia the weird oh my god my david yontip i took three weeks off you guys when i told david in october oh my god my whole set's falling down whatever uh when i told david back in november i was like darling i'm taking three weeks for christmas he goes he literally was like I don't know anyone who takes three week vacation. I go, I've never oh, heard I of this. this. I am. I'm taking. You were like, we need to. I, but you have to record still. I was like, no. I, like I'm on vacation, bitch. Three weeks. You you were, but we worked through it. We. That's what I adore about you, and people don't realize you are the most. You, you just are like self deprecating. You're funny. You. We always work through stuff. Like people say you're a real bitch, but I just. I've never experienced, like, you know, we've had our little moments, but we always work through it. I adore you. And and 2024, do you know we've been podcasting together? I think it's like February of 2024, two years, two years we've been working together, two years, baby. Well, as my kids know behind the velvet, we have episodes here that it's not even like the cobwebs. It's like we have cobwebs, we have dust, we have episodes here that have never been aired from years ago. So you know what? If you took it, no one believes me. We could not record for six months and we still got shit under the desk here. Guys, I'm doing my best to get it all out. I'm doing my best. But I did freak out when you said you were taking off three weeks. Yes. Do you have, do you have a Larry Hagman from Dallas episode coming out that you recorded with him back in 2015 that you have not released yet before he died? I, now I do have two more major people coming from Dallas, but not Larry Hagman. No, that would be fucking, but I, after Patrick Duffy, I've got two major Dallas people coming in January, pretty much or February for everybody. All I can tell our audience, you guys need to don't walk. Run, run to David Yontip. This is what I I learned so much from you, the master, all the time. David Yontip over the holiday had on John freaking Oates from Holland Oates, arguably one of the biggest duos like ever in the history. I think biggest. Biggest, biggest. I mean, oh my God. I, I can't even believe that you had John Oates on. Incredible interview. Then he has the one, the only Patrick Duffy from Dallas. When I tell you, now look, I was born in the 80s. I missed a lot of the death because Dallas was like late 70s, early 80s. I missed it. But when I was lived in Ireland in 2000, I think it was I was going to say, are you a secret Dallas fan that I don't know about? Honey, when I lived in Ireland Dallas. in 2004, people were like, you got to watch Dallas. They would ask me about it. And I was like, I don't even know anything about it. That summer when it rained the entire freaking summer in Ireland, I watched Dallas and I'll tell you, it is one of the greatest. I think it still holds up today. I they agree. So gorgeous. The drama was so good. Who shot JR? The lead up. 
that show that also transcends the test of time. I mean, I don't know if you can watch reruns anywhere, but that is one of the greatest shows to just chill out to. Well, why haven't you listened to my interviews with Charlene Tilton, Audrey Landers, and Joan Van Ark, all from Dallas? They were all on the past four or five years. I'm a huge Dallas fan. I went to the 45th anniversary of Dallas this year, not this year, but 2023, last year, because this will be 2024. At the house, right? At the house. Isn't it in Houston, outside of Houston? That That was... That was a couple of years ago. This year it was in Palm Springs at Oscars. You, you could have come with me. I had no idea you It was Larry Hag. I'm not Larry Hagman. Patrick Duffy, Charlene Tilton was there. Linda Gray. Oh, no, honey. This was a night to celebrate. I, Dallas I, is amazing. To this day, I think Victoria Principal is one of the most gorgeous starlets that has ever. And I mean, even Priscilla Presley. Priscilla Presley back in the day. Oh, my God. Two Die for. I would kill to have either of those two people on this podcast. The I, we, we have tried for uh, for Victoria Principal many sure. times. We have tried. And just Larry Hagman was such a dude's dude. Ah, oh, I mean, he was just. Do we think he was loyal to his wife? See, I wanted so many follow up questions. I'm like Patrick. I there's think... no way that Larry Hagman didn't cheat on his wife. He was like, I mean, he was such a swinging dick in the nine in the eighties and the nineties. I mean, you're talking like like a huge star, like what Brad Pitt is today. Cause people aren't really stars like that anymore. So you think I should have asked Patrick Duffy yes. if Larry swung his dick around Dallas. I'm actually, I'm actually going to try to get Patrick Duffy on just to talk about Larry Hagman's stories because Larry Hagman is legendary in Hollywood. You know, he was like a huge pot advocate long. And he before. loved to drink, loved to drink. He was an alcoholic basically, but no one really says that. No, uh, but I, I just don't believe that because Patrick Duffy on your podcast, and then we'll move on, did a whole thing about how that, you know, because I do believe I've been in a situation and I feel this way actually about you. When I worked on the Kane show, I knew it was like lightning in a bottle. The chemistry of cast members, like you could finish each other's thoughts and that only comes around maybe once, maybe twice in a lifetime. So Patrick Duffy said they had that on Dallas and he said that the the directors would be like, we're obsessed with working with you guys because all of you want to get home to your families. You guys all have a life outside of this job. And a lot of people in Hollywood don't have that. But I just, I'm so curious. I just, Larry Hagman was such a star. I'm like, you're telling me Larry Hagman was excited to go home to his wife when he could have been banging anybody. Like, you're telling me Larry Hagman was loyal I see you listen very closely to this Patrick Duffy interview. Mine. I mean, I had no idea. Listen, go listen to Audrey Landers oh. and Charlie. I had no idea you were a fan of Dallas, but I loved uh, having on Patrick Duffy over the holidays. Go loved back it. Loved and it. watch Dallas. The people on there I agree. are far, they're way hotter than, I'm sorry, the cast of Friends. Like Friends, can, can, like Friends, yes, it's a like comedic, but like as far as like gorgeous Hollywood stars, I'm sorry, none of the Friends people like, no, like, I mean, they can't hold a candle as what beauty wise, like beauty drama as to Dallas. Like, I'm sorry. No, I would love to have a podcast where I just sat here and talked oh. about the 80s all day. But all right. Let's <sighs> move on. No, I mean, I would like to not move on. I would like to talk about that. I would like to talk about, you know, Paula Abdul suing Nigel Lithgow from uh so you think you can dance i mean i would like to talk about nothing but i would like to hear a podcast every day for me not bravo i would i would love that but they they want to hear about that john jansen and that alexis Polito. but before we get there can you believe this paula abdul and now nigel lithgow has come out and said you know we know paula has as quirky and acts crazy but i'm really offended by this and i will defend this to the nth degree 
That's what he said. He's issued a response. All right. You, you know, you're a Paula fan way bigger than I am. What do you think? And even an idol fan, I think probably far more than I am. What do you think is, is the truth here? I mean, very interesting. She's been gone from idol. I don't know, a decade probably. And so you they think all... you can dance? What do you know why I, but well, you know why I believe it? Cause it's not like you look at like Cassie and Diddy or, and I'm not picking mm. on Cassie, but like anything where like someone is not really well off needs fame, needs the clout. Like Paula Abdul has a shitload of money. You know, I sit up here and I say, all these people don't have money. Like Paula's has written songs, <laughs> has choreographed for people. She's worked with Janet Jackson and Michael and Prince. And so like, Paula really does have a shit fucking ton of money and she has clout. So she doesn't really need fame and she doesn't need money and she doesn't need clout. So I tend to believe that the statute of limitations, like she said, was expiring and it's like sure to shit or get off the pot. And like, I really think Paula probably expected this, right? This is the response. I mean, they tell you when you go to the police station after you've been sexually abused and you want to file a claim and, you know, people tell you like, yeah, let's do it. But you're in for a long haul. People are going to poke holes in your story. They're going to make you a liar. They're going to make you a slut, whatever, you know? So I think when you, I think Paula knows, like, it's not like I'm just going to say this and life is going to be roses. Like, I think she knew she was in for like a fight when she announced this. So I tend to believe it because like, what does she truly have to gain from this? Really? She has tons of money and she has fame. So she's not looking. So I, I say clout chaser when I hear certain people, not to say Cassie specifically, but Paula's is not that. So I tend to believe it. Right. Paula says that he allegedly assaulted her twice sexually, once in an elevator during one of the initial seasons of Idol. Lithgow shoved Paula against the wall, then grabbed her genitals and breasts and began shoving his tongue down her throat, the court document read. The lawsuit continued. Abdul attempted to push Lithgow away from her. When the doors of the elevator opened, Paula ran out of the elevator and to her hotel room. Uh, Abdul quickly called one of her representatives in tears to inform them of the assault. Mm. Now, you were at, if you stayed around, you ran out of that homeless, not toothless benefit. Miss Abdul performed, and she is a little petite thing. Paula's a very cute, she's cute, Paula. Oh, my God, she's tiny. Yeah, she's very tiny. She's in great shape. Yeah. She's she's a catch, this Paula Abdul. I could see it. Um, Let's see. And then, so you think you can dance in 2015. The alleged, a second alleged incident took place at his home after yes. she had joined him for dinner. Abdul stated that she attended the dinner because she believed that Lithgow had extended her a professional invitation. Toward the end of the evening, Lithgow forced himself on top of Paula while she was seated on his couch and attempted to kiss her while proclaiming that the two would make an excellent power couple, the lawsuit alleged. Wow. wow. Abdul pushed Lithgow off her, explaining that she was not interested in his advances and immediately left. Wow. Now, I know everyone's uh, going to say blah, blah. People are going to say a lot. Why did you go to the house? Why did you work for him a second time? Well, it's a great job, right? So let's not victim shame Paula, please. I am a huge Paula fan. Huge. You can't victim shame Cassie either. I mean, I just read the no. LA Times just did a very big exclusive. The LA Times is the best for entertainment exclusives on P. Diddy. And what a piece of shit that guy is. I mean. Maybe that's what the P stands for, girl. 
I mean, oh my God, the people who have come forward on the record, men and women that have worked for him and just how, what a nut job he is and abusive and power and threatening and NDAs and, oh my God. And I mean, um, gets off on beating up women. I mean, it, it, what a piece of shit that he's been able to hide, you know, in plain sight for so long. But like, but- where does this go now? Because like Harvey Weinstein is in jail. Remember that big scandal thanks to Ronan Farrow? Like, where's where does this go with Diddy? Is it, are we, are we done with it well i mean that's a that's an excellent excellent question uh now i'm sure cassie obviously was given a big payout 24 hours later and of course i'm sure signed an nda right so she will never again talk about what he did i'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate i'm really not great at it i'm always on the go i'm never making that a priority and i'm always hungry this was a real problem until i discovered 310 nutrition i love 310 nutrition's water hydrators you just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better they also have refreshing lemonade mixes my personal favorite they're all in one shakes i love their caramel sundae their vanilla cake the shamrock cream i drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger they're low in fat and low carbs which i love they also satisfy my carb craving but don't take my word for it right now 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code velvet rope and giving our listeners 50 percent off up to 100 dollars off your first order with so many sample packs new products it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I can't tell you how much water I drink all day, every day to stay hydrated, but also to stay healthy. If you're anything like me, you're probably totally freaked out about drinking water from the tap. And with good reason, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group for Virtually every home in America has harmful contaminants in its tap water. Ugh. That's why I discovered AquaTrue. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. What does that mean? That means it removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any Aqua true purifier just go to aquatrue.com that's a-q-u-a-t-r-u.com and enter code velvet at checkout that's 20 percent off any aquatrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code velvet v-e-l-v-e-t now he has four sexual assault allegations i believe or he for criminal suits against him. So we could be i mean i think you could potentially in the next coming year see him Go to trial. Now, they say that, you know, of course, he's he has received a billion dollars over the years from Ciroc Vodka because he was one of the first people to start a celebrity. So he is very, very wealthy and makes a lot of this go away. So they're working behind the scenes, I'm sure, to try to settle with these women. Some are Jane Doe's. I think one woman has come forward with a real name. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming Harvey Weinstein tried to do that, but I assume he had. I guess he ran out of money. And I guess you had someone like a Rose McGowan who's like, I don't want your money. I mean, she needs it, but well, she just was like, she had morals. That's the, that's <laughs> always the Cassie argument, right? Is like, okay, girl, we all know 
you know, you should be compensated for the abuse and probably the career crush that he gave you. But was it worth, you know, not going all the way to court to really show the world what this man's like? I don't know. She she obviously decided it wasn't. So, you know, 25 million is what I think it would probably have to be. I bet you she got like 25 million. That's just my guess. Um, all right. Uh, things we, we need to talk whole, about all day. Yeah, it's we need a whole show about this. I know. Um, John Jansen and Alexis, girl, where do you want to, what, 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 what do you want to say about this? Me, I want a Van Cleef promise ring. Where's my promise ring from you? Listen, okay. First of all, I, by the way, my entire staff, people that work for me got great Christmas gifts. I take care of the staff. Sarah, you, we are colleagues. We don't, but I mean- <laughs> But what did I get you for Christmas? We didn't get each other any gifts, did we? No. And, you know, it's on me, too. Now that I'm we... thinking of it. No. And I meant to even ask you for one of your oh my addresses so I could send you our holiday card, which I didn't oh. even do. It's on me, too. Um, but to get back to L.A., we, we, we joke with each other. I don't want anything from you. I love you. You're coming to L.A. But very soon for your I'm L.A. Com- residency. And we're going to go out to some fabulous dinners. So we that's a all. Lot. We got to go to the classic cat where the, the Sutton and, 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 and Garcelle and Erica had that night. And I've added that. That looks cute. Uh, what do you, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I guess is Alexis Bellino a genius that, you know, maybe there was some question about her RHOC contract and just as fate would have it, she runs into John Jansen at the quiet woman and she thinks, ah, here's my shot. And we know that John is a complete fame whore according to all the women. So did she see this as a way to just connect and John sees it too. And we're going to be seeing Bellino because all I see is the hate on like John, really, but people really want Alexis back. So, and there something... was this thing that just came out that said Alexis is starting to film in January, you know, mid season. First of all, there is no mid season because we haven't even started. And Alexis said, not true, not true. Yeah, like as of the taping of this episode, which will be out probably in a week and a half. So anything could happen, but she's not necessarily back. And she's even saying that those rumors are false and all of this. So nothing is decided yet. People do seem to want her back, but finish what you were saying, because I have a different take on it. I don't know. I mean, they seem to be booed up, you know, over the holiday that you and I were sort of on off break. Um, She got this promise ring. They, you know, we had reported, of course, they were kissing on a yacht. Like, they're together a lot. They've been photographed walking and shopping together. Apparently, she's like, screw it. I don't care about the haters. I'm madly in love. John, you treat me so well. Um, you know, now Tamra says that she and Shannon have had a little hiccup over this because Tamra liked a post. Tamra is kind of turning out to be a rat, I feel like. Are you shocked? She's a <laughs> rat. That's Scotty's. Hello. Can I just say one thing and then we'll get back to this? Yo. I was, a, I, this is a total aside. I was on the, and then we'll get into my behind the velvet rope on Miami Housewives. I was on the phone with Anna Kinkoses the other day from Miami Housewives. And we talk all the time. She's a very good friend of mine. And I don't know how it came up. Somehow Tamara came up. I don't know how. And I said something like, oh yeah, I'm blocked by Tamara or whatever. I'm like, I'm blocked by like a million people in the housewives. And then she was like, oh, you know, cause Anna and I have this relationship where like, you have friends where like you're on the phone, but like you're on the phone for like three hours and you're doing like a thousand other things and they're, and you're not really listening to each other. And that's cool. 
So I like Anna's kind of half listening to me and she's like, oh, why did she block you? Not even really paying attention. I'm like, I, I mean, I assume it's just because I call her a rat. You know, I say Tam rat. That's what the kids call her. And I'm like, and every time I mention on the, the podcast, I say she's a rat that scurries. And then Anna, because she hasn't paid attention to me at this point for like an hour. She's like, wait. You say she's a rat that scurries <laughs> on the podcast. She's like, well, that could be why she blocked you. So <laughs> shout out to Anna Kikose's. But this is a real phone conversation the other day. And she's like, oh, so you also say she scurries as a rat. Well, that's probably why she blocked you, David. But yes, there you go. Um, I'm sorry. Well, that was a funny segue. Um, what was my point? You know, uh, she, no, Tamara has said now she and Shannon are a bit on the outs because Shannon is is bothered by this. Um, and, you know, Tamara had kind of liked to post basically when Alexis, you know, had, had, I guess that picture had come out of the quiet woman. And, um, Tamara says that she liked it and was, was like cheering on Alexis because she didn't believe for one second that Alexis would really date John. And then turns out they are dating. So, you know, Tamara says she's really sorry. Um, is she, or is this her sweet revenge? Because when Tamara's ass was kicked off the show after Vicky's ass was kicked off the show and Shannon stayed on the show, Shannon, you know, the rumor is Shannon said, these are all such fake friendships. Apparently Shannon said, bye-bye Vicky. Bye-bye Tamara. My future is making you know, the $700,000 at RHAC and I'm not fired. And the rumor is that Shannon's the one that turned her back on the Trace Amigos and it was only, you know, Tamara coming back onto the show that repaired the Trace Amigos. So secretly, is this Tamara's sweet revenge of like, listen, bitch, you kicked me to the curb when you were still on the show and I wasn't. And you know what? I'm not un- I'm not unhappy that, you know, this is your like, uh, this is your jab. This is your payback. I mean, great question, right? What I don't know. I mean, it's it's certainly a big jumbled mess. Um, I think we're gonna get Alexis back. Do you think? I I mean, I'm so torn. I think so. It's kind of like, look now, and I've talked about this on my Patreon recently. I'm not sure Alexis is in on this. Like, I wonder if she's in on it because the Alexis that I've interacted with in the real Mm -hmm. world now mind you it's been a few years Mm -hmm. since i stayed at her house and slept over but when that happened like alexis wanted love she to me is the same as i don't know all these other like the let's think of certain women on these shows that go from man to man which i'm not a fan of like dolores does it on new jersey like alexis to me went from jim bellino to this last guy that her mother passes away she wakes up and says which you know like yeah, you're not going to propose to me. Shit or get off the pot, dude. And so she breaks up with him. But the Alexis I knew always wanted this last guy before John to propose to her. I think she's just one of those women that wants love and doesn't want to be on her own, which I don't really stand by. But to me, it's like, is she in on this? Because if she is, I'm like, man, you are good. Good girl. Like, you're great at the game. Or is it that she really thinks that John Jansen is the love of her life and she's really in love with him? Having come off losing your mother and losing a guy you're with for a long time and the joke's on her because John is just what's on the show and he don't love you, girl. And she's really in love. And this rug's going to be pulled out from under her. It's a very different analysis, right? I wonder. I really don't know. Or is she in on this? And yeah, she kind of likes him, but this will get her back on the show. Could be other. But 
You guys know I've been so honest with you about my weight loss over the past few months. Look, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. There's so many diet plans that say, do this, don't do that. And none of them have ever worked for me. That is until Noom. Noom realizes that with weight, one size does not fit all. They take into account each person's individual needs. Noom builds personal plans that takes your specific dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs into account, and then they build a plan that works for you. Noom uses a psychology-based approach. They focus on the why. They believe that losing weight starts with your brain, so they focus on why haven't you been able to lose weight. They really change the way you think about food. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I don't see why they wouldn't have her back. I mean, you brought back The Rat That Scurries. You brought back Dubrow, which you should for that extreme wealth. It's like Alexis's life is so different than when she was on the show. And she really hasn't wanted to be on the show for all these years. You know, but the kids are grown. The mom did pass. New relationship. It's like, I don't see why you wouldn't bring her back. She's the right age. She looks the part. To me, it's like I've never seen someone scream more like this is just a good fit to bring back. Whether Mm -hmm. it lasts or not, give it a season and try it out, right? Where are we? Are we any closer to having a finalized RHOC cast? I mean, Jeff Lewis had on Andy Cohen while we were away uh, and was really pressing Andy. And to to you've kind of all, always said this, but Andy certainly made it sound like Vicky is not coming back full time. I mean, Andy said with Jeff, don't you feel like we got the perfect amount of Vicky? She was fun. She popped in. She popped out. I thought mm, that's telling. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's going to say. Like, I think he was just telling us we got, we we're fine on Vicky. We're fine on Vicky. It's, it's Vicky makes these statements like, don't you want an aspirational woman who's running Kodo insurance? And again, I am not age shaming because I am not a spring chicken, but no, they're not going to cast like a full-time 60 something. Let's go back and whoop it up. It's just that ship has unfortunately sailed. There's, we don't want to see under the hood of the car of Vicky's life. No, I'm sorry. I'm not even being mean. It's just that's not what the demographic wants. A lot of people, a lot of people listening to this want it, but the overall, no. Yeah, I mean, right. And if Andy's saying that, we're not going to like hedge from that. No, it's like over for Vicky. It is. What so are now, your- I, I think what's more interesting is like Vicky's made this real strong statement that she's not coming back again to just give the little bits of whooping it up that she's only coming back for full time for the same salary. So I'd like to know even more if like, I think it's clear that Vicky's not going to be full time. Is Vicky really going to stand by that and not appear at all as she says, or is she still going to come and pop in and get the perfect amount as Andy says, but what were you going to ask me? Well, they all change their minds all the time, right? Vanderpump Rules cast is is notorious love. Everybody's back on the Tom Sandoval train after we've all made millions over the past year. So, you know, I mean, you make these statements. I think if Vicky is, if they're like, look, Vicky, this is what it is. You're going to appear on five episodes. You are never coming back. Um, I think she's probably going to be very angry and then she'll probably take it because Trace Amigas is on tour. You know, I think- 
Uh, people do love to see Vicky. She could parlay it. I'm sure her business, her insurance business over the years has just thrived from the show. So, I mean, if I were her, I'd go back on my word. Um, you know, Gina Kirschenheider was on my podcast. If you want to go back and listen just a couple weeks ago, she was amazing. And she she's a Vicky fan, but she's like, doesn't Vicky, like, Vicky's gotten her flowers. Like, doesn't Vicky want to spend time with her grandkids? And, you know, she's really in this relationship that that's a really healthy one. So uh, I, I don't believe Vicky does. I think Vicky loves TV. I mean, who wouldn't? But to me, it's like, I don't think you, we're getting her back. I don't think we're getting her back. To me, it's like, look, if you want to wrap it up with a bow, like when you were on that stage, when you were a friend of and you came out just for the time, you know, at the reunion, and then she was backstage and she went psychotic. They bring me out to sit there for three minutes. And well, yeah, Vicky, that's what they do with a friend of you don't get to sit on the couch the whole thing. And she acted like a crazy, I, they have to put respect on my name and they should have let me sit there the whole time. It's such a dirty way to go out right now. You just received the first ever lifetime achievement award at the gold standard Bravo con. You are leaving on such a high note, the lifetime achievement. Like, girl, if you just want to wrap it up and just put a bow on it and leave with your head held high, now listen to Daddy David. I'm giving you advice. Now is the time to do so. Now, to your point, we want you to appear on five episodes. Well, that's probably 50 grand an episode at her level. Here's 250. So if you go back and you're like, who wants to say no to $250,000, just do it. And then just why can't these people, why does it have to be all or nothing? Why can't you say, I want the money, but I'm not going to check in. I'm mm -hmm. not going to get dirty. I'm not going to get upset about things. I don't care what the tweets say. It's just a business decision. I just want the money. Like, why can't they just do that and keep their peace of mind? Right. I mean, yeah, I think you make a great point. And I guess like what it, overall, are you hearing any details on who the cast is going to be for RHOC? Like, is anything finalized? No, hmm. no. And so I think it has to be soon, right? Like, I think we're going to get a Jersey announcement soon. No, but I would like to know and listen, I'm just... I don't know. I guess I should get excited about the OC, right? Should I be excited? I mean, you, I'm with you. You know, it's I, I'm struggling. I guess the only ones I'm excited about. I'm so excited about Salt Lake is amazing. I'm so excited about. I I love Beverly Hills. Like I I actually think this season is turning out to be great. Um, I'm obsessed with this Sutton quote that's everywhere about her imitating Erica Jane Sutton. Ah, now's your chance ah, to apologize. Ah. I love I'm You're so loving excited. Beverly Hills. I'm loving it. The quotes. I mean, we have a lot to dish about. I mean, there was a lot that went down about Denise Richards, including from her own daughter over the break. We got a lot to talk about, but we have I'm a lot. Loving, to talk I'm about. loving BH. I'm loving BH. I'm loving Salt Lake. They need something to get excited about, about RHOC for sure. Tamara, I think is back. Shannon Bedore is 100% back. She just did a Bravo uh, podcast interview, which uh, she's being praised. Shannon's praised the whole time. Anyhow. Um, I don't know how, what, and like, what? I don't know Listen. how either. And I listened to part of that interview and I, I saw the recap. Where did somebody ask her if she's not drinking still? No one did they, maybe they did. 
Maybe they did, and I didn't hear it. I had a big coming to Jesus <laughs> on uh, Patreon last weekend or the weekend before with the Patreons. And I'm like, I told you, I had this conversation with a housewife off the record on the phone. And this housewife said to me, Bravo's going to be fucked if something happens to Shannon. And this is what this housewife said. And I said, you're right. You're right. And this housewife was like, look, are we sure she's and now I've adopted that I have it in my head and I can't get it out of my head. I'm not being dramatic. Like, are we sure Shannon Bedore for everyone in the back? Are we sure that she is really okay? I don't see it. You know who I believe is actually somewhat okay? I believe Rachel Levis is somewhat okay. She went away to therapy. Sarah's eyes got really big for everyone watching on YouTube. Now, listen, I don't know. I don't, but she seems, she left the show. She locked herself away for months. She seems to be back in LA out with her friends. Now there is this whole thing about her first podcast episode disappeared because rumor is according to Sheena Shea. Oh, you don't know about this. Sheena says that, Mm -hmm. well, Sheena says that Raquel's, Therapist. Now, I don't know. This is from Sheena Shea that Raquel's therapist doesn't approve of the first episode of her podcast. Now, I have so many problems with this statement because I would tell my therapist to get on the fucking floor with the goddamn knee pads and suck my fucking dick. No one tells me if they approve of my. You saw how the old David just came out there, Sarah. Oh, my Lord. I mean, what? We have to have our podcast approved by our fucking therapist before we air it? I mean, what grade is this? But Anyway, putting that aside, that's what Sheena says. This is also coming from fucking Sheena Shea. So let's just, so there's so much wrong with this statement, but I don't know. Raquel seems like she's back and she's doing a limited red carpet appearances and hanging out with friends. I believe she's changed and she's really distanced herself from the BPR people. And she's at least doing what she thinks she needs to do to protect herself. I personally don't see that growth in Shannon. That's me. I don't know where did Shannon really take time off and go away and really deal. She says she has these issues and she's doing unhealthy actions. From her childhood, yeah. From her, which we sure. all do. I mean, right. you know, everybody That's has childhood trauma. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Some of us figure that out in our 20s, some in our 40s. Shannon's 60, she's figured out. Some never do. So no shame, but- I personally just don't feel it. That's just me. And I, that's not, that's not on me. Right. Cause we, it's, everything's edited and I feel it with Rachel Levis. I do. I feel somewhat of a catharsis and a change. Wow. That's yeah. Great. I do. Okay. I, I really think she's like, I'm not speaking to Tom. I'm not calling Lala. I see I'm that not interacting. These are things that are not healthy for me, you know? So I do believe that I don't, no, I think you're right. I I'm don't, I, I don't more. believe I, it was Shannon. I don't believe it. She's like, I, I figured it out and oh, I'm dealing with my issues and we're going on tour. There's going to be a tour for Trace Amigas. And so I, I just, I, I don't feel it. And I'm not criticizing her. Maybe who am I to say it? Right. But do you feel it? I don't feel Shannon's really gotten dark and under the hood of the car. I don't feel it. It's me. You are not alone. I will reference again my interview with Gina, who is amazing. And Gina said the same thing. And Gina actually called her out as the big, the cast member that hides the most on the show. She said that Shannon is the one that reveals the least. 
it's exhausting because they're all there to show up. And like Gina said, you know, she's revealed some of her most embarrassing moments, um, you know, things that she's kind of, she didn't say it this way, but you know, things that like her kids are going to see that are embarrassing or shameful. And there is Shannon who, you know, runs away from the cameras the minute anything gets actually deep. And I, I have to say, I agree with you. I mean, that interview she danced all the way around. Oh, I was, I think I was offered to go to three rehabs, uh, but I chose a wellness program because I can really look into what's going on and, and evaluate some of the things in my childhood. Again, it just like never got to, right. so are we sober now? Right. When like, where's the, the follow-up right. 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 Follow question? Like, are did the rehab help? Are you okay? Right. When is the last time you had a drink? Are you an alcoholic? Do you need that type of program? Yeah. What is your relationship with alcohol? What are you, you you know, and according to Gina, you know, Gina said that they're obviously not close. So Gina hasn't seen her drink, but she says that she hears from multiple sources that Jan never stopped drinking, that she was drinking at BravoCon behind the scenes. They're going on tour, you know, that she's never stopped drinking. So by the way, because I did the same thing with Bethany and Denise. Could we also have asked Shannon in this wasted interview? It's a waste of an interview from the person that did it. It's like, couldn't you have said, right? Like, couldn't you have also said like, um, okay, so you're saying that, you know, you got in the car and you had a fight with John Jansen. Like, when is the last time you spoke to John Jansen? How do you feel about him dating Alexis? Is What do you think about Alexis coming on the show? Are you going to be able to handle it if Alexis comes on the show? When you're filming a scene, the first scene with Alexis and she's dating John, what are you going to say? How is that going to work? How are you going to handle this with Alexis? How are you going to handle this with John? I'm going back to my other question. When did you last have a drink? Wait, you last had a drink three days ago? Because you just said five minutes ago when I asked you that you didn't have one for three weeks. Oh, you've already forgot what you said to me? Which is it? And that's how I would like to interview Shannon Bedore. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. Why she's not coming on behind the velvet rope times the Sarah Fraser. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I think she won't come on her show. <laughs> I think I just gave her all the reasons why she's not coming on to sit down and chat with us. This isn't milk toast. We're not milk toast here. We do real shit. God, we am I start real. am I starting the year riled up? We were enjoying no. such a relaxed day event. No, it's like we all have issues. Like, come on. I mean, you know, and, and if you're putting yourself out there in the public eye. For so many years, you know, the game, like, just be real. I think people would understand, like, even wouldn't it be refreshing if like, like Gina on my show or wouldn't it, she, Gina's like, I'm not exactly sober, you know, once in a while I will have a glass of champagne. So like I'm sober ish, but like, I think people appreciate sobriety is hard. It's really hard. And you know, people go years in the program and then relapse. It's not, it's such, you know, I think if Shannon just said, you know, I don't think I have a drinking problem. You know, she's not going to say that because she just knows it's going to be so much backlash when you have a major DUI. And I don't know. You know, but I, I mean, just, you know, you're 60 that, but... years old. You've figured out all these deep-seated childhood things. How long has it been? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm really not no, coming for her. That doesn't shock me. Like, it is really hard for people to, especially if you've had a really traumatic childhood, you know, but- I don't know, you know, putting yourself on TV and putting yourself on social media, it's like you, there's a level of expectation when you're on a reality show that you are going to reveal things that are really hard and painful and the audience is going to judge you. I mean, that's just what it is. Really? Is is there that expectation? Because have you watched uh, your sisters over there in Potomac? 
Have you watched your sister? What do you Potomac? think? What do you think? No. I just got caught up. No, no. Uh, that scene where Robin is on the phone with Juan talking about how the women like and she's so how the women are, you know, coming for her and want her to be accountable for Juan's actions. And she's like crying. And Juan is such a douche. I, I just I don't know. I mean, we have a like you talk about to me, I maybe we're seeing something, but God, Robin seems like she's so in it with a toxic man. Like she's so addicted. Like Rob Robin to me, Juan is like her kryptonite, I think, unless we're yeah. really she's another one. It's like I'm not criticizing these people. I love strong women. Like, what is this? Right? It's like cringy when like we're opening up to Juan and he's like just oh. slapping you down. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I feel I felt so horrible for Robin in that last um, episode. I don't know. Yeah, we're not. Are we getting what we want from our Potomac girls? No. Is it better than the trash that was Atlanta? Yes. What is it better than the-, the OC? I don't know. I put them both on the same. What do I want from the Potomac girls? They need to just... I don't know. This is, it needs a major overhaul. Why is NECA there? Why is NECA there? Girl. I'm, sorry, I'm fine with the professor. I think the professor is great. The professor. the professor. I like the professor. I mean. You know I why I don't like the professor? The professor. I, I, you know why I have a chip on my shoulder from the professor? Why? It goes back to 2020. Okay. Okay. Our 2021, one of those years. I sat down with the one, the only Wendy Osefo. And it was the new Wendy Osefo. She was on this podcast. Everyone go listen. And it was like, oh, David, I'll never change. I'll never change. They all say this. It was that first season before she came back with a glow off, when she was still doing political commentary. And then the professor act like she don't know me after she has her glow up. So I admit it. I admit it that I, you know, maybe am not biased when it comes to the professor. But the professor and I had a lovely talk, which everyone should go listen to. And it was all about like, oh, the grand dame. Look at her. I'll never change like her. I'll never change like Jizzy Jizz. I am the professor. I will always be authentic. Girl, professor, you ain't. I I don't see nothing about you authentic from season one, Professor Osafo. So I think I have a little bit butthurt. I think I'm a little invested in the professor. I think that's what it is. Uh, and do you think the next season we're going to get like this is what drives me nuts about reality TV currently Jizzy Jizz and Robin are in this like amazing lawsuit with Eminem you know arguably probably one of the greatest rappers of all time in the history of the world I'm obsessed I mean this man is filing restraining orders against these girls I mean it is he doesn't want to be in court he doesn't want to see him he doesn't want to act he doesn't want to play into the you know publicity and if you're not familiar with this case Giselle and Robin have a podcast called Reasonably Shady. Obviously, we have the Slim Shady. I believe Eminem must have trademarked the word shady. So he owns the trademark on that. So he sent a while ago, basically like a cease and desist to them to stop using shady because he owns the rights to it. Now they're yeah. going, wait a minute, we're reasonably shady. We aren't referring to the Slim Shady. We It ain't Slim Shady podcast. People can definitely tell the difference. And so they slapped him with a lawsuit back, right? Now and they wanted it, to pose him. 
they want to depose him, right? And his lawyers are saying, uh-uh. Like, there's so many steps that they could be doing of negotiating and all this stuff. And he's saying there's three other, he said there's three other people in his organization that literally can sit there and be deposed and answer the same questions that I could. And because of that, he filed a restraining order against our good friends, the Green Eyed Bandits, to say, I want a restraining order so I don't have to come anywhere near you because I think you're all obsessed with me. And literally, he said, these are, I don't know the people's names, but he said, here are the three people that you could depose. Why does it have to be the famous Eminem? This sounds like a clout chasing thing. And I think you're all a little obsessed. And I am sorry, the fact that Eminem has slapped the green eyed bandits with a restraining order. Everyone says I'm not happy and I'm negative. I'm happy. I am so happy. I'm loving this story. It's making me so happy. Well, you know, it's actually kind of genius for Giselle and Robin, right? Because it's bringing so much attention to the Reasonably Shady podcast. It's so good. And quite frankly, it's a great distraction, too, from the wand drama. And I mean, you're you're like always punch up. I mean, they're punching up to the biggest, you know, who has empathy for Eminem? You know, the guy's like major star. It's so juicy. It's so but like it's to me in real time, like our. I want to see, I want to hear the lawyer calls. Like, I want to hear, you know, what is going on with this? Like, this is so good, but we're stuck in, I don't know, where were they? They just did like some girls, tra- oh, they're in Austin or something. I'm like, I don't care about chicken shit bingo. Like, give me, what is going on with these Slim Shady? I mean, and, and in a can way- Can we see this next season? Yeah. Can we talk about Eminem next season on Potomac? Or at yes, the reunion? Don't you want Jizzy on a date with the Slim Shady? I mean, I could see, like, I believe Mr. Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, is single. Like, he and Can Jizzy they? need to, like, fuck it out. Yes, like, don't you want to see? That'd I, be hot. Hot. And I don't, I don't get the vibe from him that he's like dating all these. You don't see him with a lot of younger chicks. There's something about him. I think he has mommy issues. He seems like he wants to be with a little bit of an older gal. Jizz. Interesting. Oh yeah, he's got major mommy issues. They always Jizzy Jizz woman. Jizzy Jizz would be perfect. Um, I love this. I'm sorry. I'm Team Eminem on this one. Take those green eyed bandits out the back. I mean, just call it the Green Eyed Bandit Podcast. Like, sorry. Oh, Listen. that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm not fucking with the Slim Shady. I'm Team Eminem on this one. Sorry, gals. Um, but uh, to your point, I would like to see this on uh, Potomac next season. What do we need next season on Potomac? Ugh, anything real? Anything real? I mean, you ain't come get, on. You're, not, you're, not, you're just not, not feeling any real vibes from any of them. I think I've said it a million times. I think Candy Gal is real, and I think the Grand Dame is just humorous. Like she could just. Go do a comedy tour. Forget about your one night with Karen Huger that you were doing a year ago. Go do a stand-up comedy tour and talk about hot boxes and sing-sings and ling-lings. The Grand Dame is very humorous to be. She did. She she did a tour at the DC Improv where she said she was like the only podcast woman or something to sell out the DC Improv. And I'm like, bitch, I've been there and I've sold it out. So yeah, she and she went on camera and was like, I'm the only one in the DC area, the only woman. No, bitch. Sarah Fraser is Frazier coming for the Grand Thank Dom. you. Yeah, that, I, that's happened to me a couple times in DC. Yeah, there's oh. another woman who goes, "I was the first woman ever to have my name on a morning radio show." No, bitch, Sarah Ty and Mel uh, before you. But they love to erase. They love to erase. So this I'm is why, here. if you and I go on, going, yeah, go on. If we go on tour, which <laughs> we've had, 
I have so many feelings. You know, I you know I have mixed feelings about a live tour, but we have been approached again. Everyone's now going to say, "Do it, do it." But if we do do our mini live tour, DC is definitely has to be a stop because of your 100%. fans. But and I have know- to shut my mouth because I talk so big on when like you and I are together or on my show, and then the minute people call me, I'm always like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like I love you, Gina. Like I just had another Gina in my life from Married at First Sight because I, you know, I work with Lifetime. I'm on Married at First Sight's like kickoff show with Kevin Frazier, and then their mid season show. She called you out. Yes, from they just aired the mid-season show on Married at First Sight. And I said that Married at First Sight contestants need to stop saying that they're not attracted to the other person. She did a whole story series on her Instagram. She's like, Sarah Frazier, I love you, but you're all wrong. <laughs> I'm in my DMs. I'm sorry. Sorry. I mean, I, like, I wish I, I need your cojones. I just get blocked. No, I don't. I mean, I get literally blocked. We're going to do a whole show of blocks by Lisa Rinna. Yes. Then I, I managed know. to tell Anna Kikoses to bring it back to that. I'm like, girl, I'm blocked by a lot. She's like, oh, you're blocked by Rinna and this one. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm telling you, the thing about being blocked is like, at least if you're going to block me, say, hi, David, it's the rat that scurries. Tam, I'm blocking you because you call me a rat. You never know why. So you have to piece together why. So like with Rinna... I'm like, I love Melrose Place and Lisa Rinna. I will still be at Rinna Wines signing wherever it is. I will stalk Lisa Rinna. She will get a restraining order against me. I just saw Harry Hamlin. I assume Rinna blocked me because I said nobody quits a million dollars. Lisa Rinna did not quit Beverly Hills. I don't care about the logistics. They just don't want to give you your flowers. They don't want, like... The minute they block you, you know that they're on your page. They're on your shit. They've heard your shit, but they just That's don't. That's what Anna said. You. Anna's like, of David, course. the fact that Lisa Rinna knows that you exist in this world. Uh, I'm. She's like, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. She's like, I don't even know if Lisa Rinna knows who I am. And I'm like, okay, Anna. But. All right. We got to go. And we, next episode, we have like a ton. We got to bang out. Like we have so much. We got it. And we got to talk about EJ versus. Uh. Denise, Denise, because talk about, see, I'm so happy today. Talk about things that makes me happy. This smackdown between these two is possibly the best fight in Housewives history for so many reasons. So, all right. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Love you much. And we'll talk Love soon. Love you, doll. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.